Welcome to the Belly Dance Stories podcast, a multimedia production directed by Alexandra Molina and Valerie Molinari. You will hear inspiring conversations and learn about the ways belly dance has become a powerful channel of transformation in people's lives. Hi, Val. Hi, Alex. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. So we're celebrating a year since we did our first Belly Dance Stories production last August. Sunday, August 14th. Yeah, I can't believe it's been already a year. And we had the opportunity to do two productions, expand to a podcast. A lot has happened in this year since we started surfing the wave of Belly Dance Stories. Uh, and there's more things that are under development. Mm-hmm. So today we wanted to do a anniversary podcast and just have a super casual conversation about this year um, that has gone by very quickly and that we've done so much in one year, um, a lot of unexpected things. Um, and yeah, just celebrate, just celebrate the beautiful experience that we've had as the directors of Belly Dance Stories. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I have my coffee. We're going to a lot of learning. Coffee Not talk, bad. a lot of learning. Yeah, a lot of learning. Um, so as some of us have heard from our podcast um which by the way if you haven't yet our podcast is on uh is live the first season and we have an origin story that we recorded at HGAP Studios so we won't go too deep into that but we actually started around April of 2022 mm-hmm. and then from April to August is when we formulated and produced Belly Dance Stories Volume One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, though today is the anniversary of the theater show, it was actually work in progress from before. It is, and I just I found it really wild the other day. I told somebody that we're we had we were one year into the project, and they were like, "One year? It feels like it's been longer." Yeah. <laughs> And it does. It feels like it's been longer because of all that we've worked on. So we made a lot of noise. I think we're also very passionate uh, to finally. I think our pedagogies are very similar when it comes to teaching. We both have this intention of, you know, bringing and serving dance as a beautiful art form that has so much to offer to people outside of the dance floor. So I think for both of us, it was a beautiful experience to finally find a formula for a production where we can actually articulate that better for general audience and also help dancers to have those deep conversations with themselves. Um, and, you know, it's good to dance, 
for pleasure, for beauty, but we wanted it to go a little bit more deep. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the production and the evolution of the production has a lot to do with our interest as artists and directors. Mm. And, and, and for me, that was like a beautiful epiphany in my career. Uh, Likewise. Yeah. I had, um, I was thinking about how I personally, I've come full circle almost in when I started to go on my journey of art history and fine arts and that degree in college, I had expected to not belly dance and um, work in museums, become a director uh, or a curator and uh, work with artists and in a collective environment. But with dance, I ended up, I ended up belly dancing more than I did that. And what I found was come 10 years later, which actually was the anniversary, uh, well, not the anniversary, the, uh, or yes, 10 years after I graduated, I did belly dance stories with you. And I, I came full circle. I realized it. So I was really happy that what I had studied was something that would eventually come back to me years later, but as a surprise. And, and from surprises I've learned, because I love surprises, surprises really help us get to know what we're capable of and how we handle, you know, things, if it's in a positive way or in a negative way or both. So this belly dance stories really came to me as a surprise. I don't know about you, but or I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, it resonates with me also that I study uh, literature and that was, you know, something that I, it was basically one of the first art forms that I basically fell in love deeply. So for me, coming back to creative writing uh, in this project, it's it's the same experience as you, I was like coming back in a full circle because I remember when I finished and then I continue dancing uh like I finished my bachelor in, in literature and then I'm like my entire life switched completely to be a a, a a performer and a dancer you know that was still there but with this project was like oh wow I'm finally combining you know two things that I am more uh more passionate about and I think with the collaboration with you it even becomes more interdisciplinary the project because even in the in the work of like doing the poster of you know having everything being a uh, uh, a unique piece of art as an experience you know that the project continue like expanding to other disciplines uh which i love it and i think it's something that i was craving for a while too um so, so yeah, I also like surprises too. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool blend. And I think when, I think that's kind of when they say, trust your heart and trust your intuition and yourself and your, who you are as a person, when you start to really trust that and work with that, 
you end up with um, really beautiful life projects. And I think this is one of them for us. Yeah. Um, after really starting to work with you in this whole year, which I haven't, I hadn't actually worked with you like at this mm -hmm. capacity mm -hmm. ever. And it just snapped <laughs> into pieces like together. We did, so. we did it. We did it. Yeah. I think that's really amazing. Um, yeah. So let's talk about what we've learned in this journey so so far you can I go think, first I think you know I have a couple of learning experiences as a dancer and as a director and as a choreographer okay so I think as a dancer the first show was very important for me to be able to talk about things very intimate like I talk about my miscarriage experience and that was very liberating and I felt like I really overcome uh a very impactful event in my life, but I was able also to uh, uh, invite people to have a certain type of conversation about something that is so taboo. And I remember receiving uh, so much response out of that uh, creation when I finally posted that it made me realize uh, that there's a lot of things that I can say through dance that can be easily, I can express them easily than I'm, if just I'm trying to like be outspoken about it. Um, and, and then I think as a director and as a dancer also, to be able to take time to conceptualize better, uh, my work, uh, I think Belian Stories kind of like provided a good um, foundation for that. And I think for a while, you know, my, my work is very biographical. Like I, I know every choreography of mine, it's really related to my, my state of mind and the moment, what I'm going through my life, meaning that moments where I get a little bit more depressed, I'm, I want to dance more sad music, you know? Like I want to be more loyal to my emotional uh, climate at the moment. Uh, but in this case, the fact that we're putting people to write uh, make me realize that, you know, the writing process is also so important to be able to articulate ideas before throwing them in movement and take some time actually to rethink about that. Um, and yes, I think it's it was beautiful also as a choreographer, like this year, I did a piece about connecting with the wild woman and how this dance helped us to connect to the wild woman and how we are uh, in a constant battle with, you know, a patriarchal society and all of that. So it, it felt like I was able to go from a more personal project right to then continue evolving into a pieces that are a little bit more political which are like baby steps for me but I've been trying I've been wanting to do this for a while um so so yeah I think I learned how to do it you know and the choreography of wild race 
uh, it was very challenging because I had to kind of like rethink, conceptualize movement different, you know, including the storytelling, which is something very new for me, you know, but, you know, having that balance between keeping it abstract and literal at the same time to make it a little bit more interesting. Those, you know, like I'm I'm working with uh, different levels of my artistry that I feel very satisfied and also challenge. How about yeah, those you? Are, <laughs> those are really good points. Um, yeah, there's three areas that we both talk about uh, that we've learned um, as a director, as a dancer, and as a choreographer. I think the main theme from uh, working with Belly Dance Stories is that my career has changed from personal to collective and in a very exaggerated way. And um, it excites me. It makes me really happy because that's always what I wanted. I mean, that's why I had initially chosen to work in the art industry the way that I wanted to have worked in as a curator and director in galleries. But um, before my work was a lot more solo work. It was, you know, uh, me learning how to teach, me learning how to choreograph, and then trying to bring that to my students. But in this case, what I've learned was that whatever, uh, for example, as a dancer, no, let's say as a choreographer, what I do for Belly Dance Stories has a wider um, message for storytelling in storytelling. So that has a lot to do with Belly Dance Stories, creative writing, storytelling. But as a choreographer, I learned that what I bring to them is not going to be something so shallow as, okay, we're just going to perform um classical piece and it's, it's, you know, just because we want to and learn the technique because it's a beautiful song. No, mm -hmm. I had to conceptualize a lot deeper and think about who is going to be a part of this choreography and how I can give them a space to breathe and be themselves and also inform the choreography at the same time together. So it's almost like choreographing together instead of me bringing a choreography to my students mm -hmm. belly dance stories gave me that space to be to experiment in that way and i think that's important because then it allows them to start thinking it's like planting seeds um to start thinking more about why they dance why this is so empowering for them or why this makes them happy or why this, you know, X, Y, Z doesn't matter. So for me, it became from personal to collective experience. And as a director, um, what I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned from, you know, just the very details of organizing a little better, creating better habits, um, really getting to know what my brain likes to do and how it likes to work. And mm -hmm. then being empathetic and also, you know, compassionate to work with other people and of work with you, your as my partner and how 
we connect with each other and how we bring challenges to the table to solve um, so that we can move forward. And mm-hmm. that makes me really excited and really happy in the opportunity to be mm-hmm. able to do that because then the project, you know, moves forward. And um, yeah, definitely have learned more about how to um, make conversations more, not beneficial, what's the word? Uh, productive. How to create more productive conversations mm-hmm. with with you, with my students, with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so those habits have, I think, I, I've really learned within this whole year. And I know there's a lot more to learn and to continue practicing. Mm-hmm. But that has been my main theme from my personal to a collective style of working. We hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. We want to thank our sponsors, Heart Hips Mind by Sarah Chan, Kathy Lemise Martin, HCAB Studios, and Andre Gottlich. Now let's get back to the conversation. Yep. The collective is so important, I think, in this project um, because it's a constant collaboration and cooperation between you and me, but also the participants that are part of the show, especially because the first year we did it, but we invite the people. Then the second year we open auditions. So we kind of like started to spread out the conversation where everybody could actually, we went a little bit more democratic, you know, where people can actually uh, engage in the conversation different ways uh, by submitting a work. And it was interesting because I think I never had a production where I have people coming to me and telling me, oh, I want to do it because I have this story to tell. Um, And that was very beautiful for the second show is that for the first show, we kind of like guide people. It was the first time that we were experimenting. But I think the message was delivered so well that then for the second show, we had dancers coming to us, oh, I have this story that I wanted to present. Um, and that's exciting to have that accomplishment or that people came and asked, I want to tell this story within a year of this project is a huge deal, I think. Mm-hmm. That's good yeah. because and most I, and the I other dancers don't. Yeah, I yeah. think they're craving that type of experience, especially after the pandemic, you know, where people were like not necessarily looking. No, I'm, there's still this craving of getting super beautiful, glamorous and presenting. For sure. You know, I have it. I have it. I still have me too, it. Me too. There hasn't been enough opportunities for us after the pandemic. But there, I felt that, you know, since we all went into this, you know, lockdown time that we had like a lot of thinking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people value the artistic work differently. I think dancers also learn uh, during the pandemic to, you know, dance in a different way. So yeah. I think the show also provided the perfect outlet for many people that probably took this time to understand themselves or, you know, improve their personal lives, then being able to kind of like, okay, 
I want to talk about this. I want to talk about about the way this affected me, and and also there was a lot of intention also in many artists to share it with the idea to connect with others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want people to, like you say, have a more productive conversations, uh, and and I think that's a beautiful. aportación. Uh, um, I think that's something amazing that the show brings to the table is the idea to create those connections and and give people the the courage to share more about themselves than you know I know how to do this technique or I know how to execute this dance beautiful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they um it's a beautiful support and I think that Belly dance has the potential, or at least the community of dancers have the potential to really support each other because it's a very feminine energy that uh, we feel when we dance and that has a way to heal uh, very beautifully, but in, in a strong way. So yeah. um, in the climate of Miami in South Florida, it's a little, it's different from the climate from other cities that we've traveled to. I think mm -hmm. we've had these conversations. So for us to be able to bring that type of connection um, back to the Miami belly dance scene, because I remember it was very um, communal. We were very together at one point. Mm -hmm. And then that was years ago. And then uh, it just became like, pieces like fabric torn you know apart mm -hmm. and then what we're trying to do with with this belly dance stories is to be um to give them just that space and that opportunity that you can breathe within this project you can express but you're also a part of a bigger picture mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you can do what you can in this in in your section but just remember you are a part of this whole mm -hmm. entity That is mm -hmm. your South Florida community. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's really, and uh, overall, that's what I see Belly Dance Stories has developed into because it's still developing and we're still experimenting and exploring. Um, but uh, that's kind of the way that I see it going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing so, good. We've been doing good. <laughs> surprises, surprises. Um, surprises, surprises. And uh, there was something else that I wanted to say, and now I forgot. <laughs> oh, uh, it was about the writing. I wanted to go back to what you said about writing and how you have um, pulled into, or how we also have pulled into creative writing and. That's your background. So it's exciting for you to bring that to this project. Mm -hmm. And also the, the, the successes, the challenges we've had with having our performers write their stories because we've had successes and we've had challenges. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been very interesting to learn how, you know how when people say to you, I can't dance, I can't dance. And we're like, yes, you can dance. Everybody can. 
it's kind of the same thing for me when people have come to us like I can't write I can't write and we're like you can write let's help you yeah, out here it's a process also like it's a beautiful blooming process yeah. it took a while I think at the beginning for them to feel comfortable to put it on paper um so what I have done as a coach and and with the solo artists that I that I train was and and too many of them I have to kind of like give them my computer and I'm like just sit down and like spill it out at the beginning I think it costs a little bit more work just to jump into doing it but once they are there and they write that first line it just goes and goes and goes it flows it flows and then the process of editing I think it's the most complicated one I think Um, that's been one of our biggest challenges that has been one of our biggest challenge it's like to edit those pieces to make it concise precise to still uh give it a little bit of poetry to have other editors, which is something that we did this year, we have other people getting involved. Um, I think curating those texts has been one of the most difficult things uh, because it adds a different level of communication also. Uh, and, and you know, the, spo- the, the, the word, you know, it it that's it's different, right? You have to write it down, but then you have to read it. So out loud, reading, <laughs> out loud. There's even more semantics that gets integrated, meaning the way that you read it, your tone of voice. So it's really a challenging for performers to that are that are dancers, meaning that they don't talk. Uh, to you know give a voice to their performance literally uh, so that was very interesting uh, and we learned also a lot in the process I think one of the biggest challenges was like for example you and I we come from academic formations in art so we are trained or we've been educated to continuously get feedback and respond so meaning for example in literature like if I was doing a paper or something I would send it to the to the to the teacher the professor he will edit it give it back to me and there's this constant back and forth uh that I think was a little bit challenging for certain dancers because they're not used to it uh and it's one of the challenges that we still have in in the project is like how to guide people to write how to guide dancers to uh, not feel that in that process of editing their voice it's being uh, changed mm-hmm. um, and 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 yeah developing that trusting also between us directors uh, that are curating also the show and and that's the, the that's the most challenging part it's like how do we create the space, you know, but at the same time, how do we make sure that the message it's being delivered, understood, uh, and it still has poetry. So, you know, it's a couple of challenges there that we still are in the process of figuring it out. Uh, 
but I think we we understand better the direction that we want to take with this because it's not that you write it, it's that you know it's gonna go in a book. Once it's in a book, then it's in a different outlet, not necessarily out in the stage. So so hearing it sounds different, reading it feels different, dancing to it is another story too. So so yeah, we're going there. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. The process of bringing out and and we have to do that for our own choreographies and our own solos. So um it, you know, we're we're all in this together when we begin that process of verbalizing our story and trying to get that message across and then submitting it receiving the the suggestions and then rewriting it again mm -hmm. um if you know it's i mean it's the same thing when we work with it with a mentor for dance you know we show them the choreography we show them the combos they give us suggestions they maybe change things here and there but then it's that connection that back to the collective, you know, experience, that communication that we, um, that we're doing so that eventually the piece all comes together and your voice and your story is heard. And also not as best as we can not have the audience misinterpret what you're trying to say. Because exactly. a lot of times, um, colloquially you know we'll speak to each other and we get what we're saying but it's because we have this certain way that our culture speaks but when it's in a general context like a theater or it's going to go published into a book or it's going to go on youtube and the whole world is going to hear it and see it mm -hmm. you know we have to make sure that what your story is saying is is understood by general you know the general public and also somewhat poetic because it's not just a straight shot so it's exciting it's really cool to do that process and I feel like a lot of the dancers have learned um that we've worked with have learned a lot about themselves and also hopefully have been um their confidence has boosted as well because mm -hmm. When we go in and record at HF Studios in the podcast room, mm -hmm. they change. I feel like that's one of the most exciting things for us when they go and they put the headphones on, they sit down, they're in this space and they hear themselves speak and they're in this like, holy crap, like a professional setting. And then it clicks for them. I see it in their eyes and I hear it in the voice when it changes. It clicks for them that this is for real. This is something that is serious. This is something that my voice is being heard. And then they really start to express, you know, what, what their intentions are. So the environment um, makes a difference. Mm -hmm. That's an aha moment when they go to the studio to record. Yeah. 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 So it's been a really cool experience so far. Um, because it's not just the performances, it's everything else. It's working with them and recording and then reworking things. But it's, mm -hmm. it's a really cool experience that we are bringing to the art form, 
that the art form hasn't really had a chance to experience it in this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what we're giving. That's what we're giving back Mm -hmm. in that way. You know, we have to do it ourselves. Um, We can't just have other entities and platforms, you know, do it for us. We belly dancers have to elevate that in our own unique ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that is the most of what we have learned, our challenges, our successes within this one year of producing two theater shows, one podcast season. And now what's next is um, podcast season number two, which we're in the middle of recording. And a dance lab that we started, we did a little bit in the spring of Break a Leg. It was the, was a tiny little pilot, but now we're actually doing a longer pilot, um, which we're super excited about. It's going to be a 10-week program, and it's going to last from September to December. And the dancers are going to be able to um, get more creative and basically do a mini belly dance stories experience with mm-hmm. you, with me and our special uh, guest, our special instructor, Hanan. Hanan. Hanan, which Hanan. we both have. <laughs> Hanan. Hanan. I mean, wow. And you don't need to be in Miami to be, uh, to enjoy this process. I think the lab is going to be great to, you know, give different creative tools to dancers in order for them to uh, expand the repertoire of expression in this dance. Uh, It's going to include creative writing, theatrical information, theatrical preparation. Uh, And the good thing is that it's 10 weeks, you know. Uh, I think the biggest learning experiences that I had as a dancer is when I dedicate for a long period of time to prepare and work with one piece uh, rather than just decide to to perform and pick the song like a few days before, which is great. That idea of improvising is great. But when you dedicate to something, conceptualize it, that's when you actually grow a lot as an artist. So we're super excited that this lab is going to be a 10-week lab with a final performance. Same thing that we have done in Belly and Stories, but in a more micro setting, in a smaller uh, theatrical production, but still very meaningful. Uh, and and I'm super excited also to integrate somebody like, like Hanan, that her work has been basically using belly dance as a different uh, tool of social justice, uh, using belly dance to talk about more deeper uh, subjects like her work of Havana Habibi. Uh, She's also a filmmaker also. So she's been working in different disciplines. She's been a curator also. Uh, So so we have a great resource that we're bringing to our community to help us, you know, dive even deeper when it comes to the artistic expression. So we're super excited 
uh, to continue expanding now Belian stories to a production, but also to uh, to create a, a a mentorship that could benefit other dancers uh, across the world uh, to to have more tools to express themselves and like to explore with their art history. One hundred percent. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to see what we learn from that also. Yeah. And how we connect, you know, more. For me, it's always about learning. It's always about adding on to my my connection with people, my experiences, and that vocabulary that, uh, yeah, um, I'm excited to learn what's going to come out of that. And I'm excited mm -hmm. to, to also uh, give in that experience as well. Yes. So we're going to be teaching our technique classes, you and I. Um, you're going to offer yours Tuesdays at 6.30. I will mm -hmm. offer mine uh, technique classes uh, Sundays at 12.15. They're going to mm -hmm. have different theatrical, practical concepts. And then Hanan is going to be teaching um, master classes twice a month online. And she's going to be giving us a lot more uh, really fun and juicy things to think about. So I don't want to say too much yet. But mm -hmm. and then we're going to be having at the end of each session a mentor meetup, which is really nice because that way we all get together. And then we we connect and we talk about what we're learning so far and we process better when we're together instead of on an individual basis. I think things come together when at the end when you're talking to your mentor and then you're starting to see and feel the effects of exactly. what you've been learning. Exactly. So exactly. The it are a great tool for learning too responding to each other uh so i'm very excited to to work at this level also exactly so, lots of so, things coming up a lot of things coming up um so yeah if anybody has questions about that awesome let us know and i think that concludes our anniversary podcast we did it alex we're doing it Ah, wow. I and still you. am in shock at that it's been one year. Yeah, and we have done all of this. So thanks so much. You know what that Thank means, you. people? We love what we're doing. <laughs> we love yeah, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. We appreciate and really cherish your trust in us in this project. Um so yeah. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for everybody for tuning in. We hope to see you super soon. Stay tuned for that uh, break a leg. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Highly recommend you to enroll and be part of it. And I'll see you guys soon, right, Alex? Yeah, we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you for joining us on the Belly Dance Stories podcast. Ready to write your story with us? Send them to our email, bellydancestories at gmail.com. 
visit our website for the latest news about our production at bellydancestories.com. And remember that you can follow us on Instagram at bellydance underscore stories. And remember, let your body speak loud and beautiful. Oh, 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 oh.